Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Hay III, Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. And this is going to be the reaction podcast for Florida State's just disastrous, disastrous 59-10 loss to Clemson on Saturday. Things just didn't, it was a complete failure across all the board, uh, across the entire board. Um, I mean, there's there's so much to talk about here. We're going to get into that in just a second. But in case you don't know who I am, and this is your first time listening to the podcast, like I said, I'm the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I cover Florida State for each of the last four years. I started off as an intern on the NoLDigest.com site on the Scout Network and worked my way into the uh, publisher of that of that site and then got the job as the beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat in August of 2016. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. I every football home game, away game, bowl game. If they make one this year, I'll be there. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. Uh, anytime Willie Taggart speaks, anytime a player speaks, anytime a coach speaks, I'm there. Um, anytime there's an open practice, you know, whatever is going on with the Florida State football program, if there's media availability, I'm there. Uh, basketball, I cover every basketball home game and any basketball post games, I cover. Uh, I was out in uh, Nashville and Los Angeles for Florida State's Elite Eight run this past season. And then baseball, I cover every baseball home game as well as any postseason baseball games. I was out in uh, Omaha two years ago for the College World Series run that Florida State had. Then recruiting, I cover every major and minor recruiting event that Florida State had. I was out outside of Dote Campbell today as, uh, as some of the recruits were making their way back into the stadium this morning from... Uh, you know, if that that were visiting for the Clemson game, and you know got got to talk with a couple of those guys like Sam Howell and Akeem Dent about what they thought of the game. Um, I'll get into that probably in the third segment. We'll get into what they what they had to say. So, but there's so much to talk about with this game. I'm gonna you know just jump right into it. It was a complete and total failure across the board in every every which way possible. Florida State's defense played well for the first quarter and then gave up 524 yards of total offense and 59 points. And Clemson could have ran up the score even more, but they I mean they let off the gas in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, Florida State's offense got nothing going. I mean nothing going in the first in. I mean, really, nothing going. Period. Until you know, until the final quarter, when Clemson was playing its backups, it was they they couldn't run the football, they couldn't throw the football, it they they I mean they couldn't stop Trevor, uh, true freshman quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Special teams were a complete disaster. I mean, uh, Willie Tiger was out coached by Dabo Sweeney and Brent Venables, and it was I mean it was just. An overall and complete failure by Florida State. Um, I mean, whew. watching that game was just was miserable to watch. I'm sure it was miserable for Florida State fans that were at the game or um, watching watching on TV. It was just, I mean, it was just a miserable game. But I'm going to start on the offensive side of the ball. Florida State's offense did absolutely nothing right. Uh, through the first three quarters, when something was going right, they would shoot themselves in the foot with a penalty, or you know, Alec Everly, Everly had a had the twenty-three yard bad snap. We're still, I'm not, I'm not sure if that was on Everly for snapping the ball when he was uh, wasn't supposed to, or if DeAndre, you know, was was 
supposed to be accepting the snap. Either way, the, the snap was bad, and Francois would have had to reach up to get it. I mean, it went to a yard and a half over his head and then went 23 yards before Florida State was get, getting down on it. Uh, it was a bad snap. I, I tend to believe it'll be, it's, it was on Alec Eberle for, uh, for snapping the ball early because Francois wasn't, wasn't looking for it, and it didn't look like the, uh, the rest of the offense was ready for the snap either. So, you know, that, that play right there really killed any and all momentum Florida State had. Florida State's wide receivers just dropped the ball multiple times. I mean, just, drop, just straight up dropped it. Nyquan Murray had a bad drop. Um, Keith Gavin had a really bad drop on a really nice pass from by DeAndre Francois that, that would have given Florida State a first down. On third down, Florida State couldn't run the ball. They had negative 21 rushing yards. Jacquez Patrick and Cam Akers combined for 24 rushing yards on 18 rushes. Cam Akers averaged .6 yards per rush. He said, uh, I said on, on Friday that if Florida State was going to have any chance of getting an upset, they were going to have to run the football and shorten the clock. They didn't do either of those things. Florida State still uh, Florida State tried to, con- uh, to tried to run tempo a lot, and it didn't work. And Clemson was just able to beat them up. Um, it was a it was a total and complete throttling by Clemson's defense on the Florida State offense. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't think Florida State's offensive line played all that bad. I mean, especially through the first two quarters, I, I really didn't think they played all that bad. You know, Francois got hit a couple times, but I mean, that's Clemson's defensive line we're talking about. They uh, they're very very good, and it was just a combination of wide receivers not. In not catching the football and DeAndre Francois missing wide open receivers when he was throwing the ball. It was, uh, I mean, man, uh, Nyquan Murray was targeted 11 times in the game. Eight of those probably happened in the first two quarters and Francois was completely locked in on Nyquan Murray to the point to where he was excluding everybody else. There was one play, I think it was at the end of the, uh, of the second quarter, Francois almost threw a pick trying to get the ball to Nyquan. Torin Terry, who was running wide open on the play, I mean wide open, you know, goes down the sideline and starts yelling at DeAndre because he's focusing in on Nyquan. Um, from that point, Terry got a lot of targets. He ended up with four receptions for 55 yards, but he, he was targeted eight times, but he didn't have a target through the first, like, quarter and a half. It's just, I mean, he's Florida State's most talented wide receiver, and he didn't have a he didn't have a target through the first quarter and a half because DeAndre was locked in on Nyquan Murray, who finished with five catches for 49 yards and one ejection for punch thrown. You know that's that's who Nyquan is. Um, you know he's got he's got four four games left in his Florida State career, and he's still the same the same person that he was when he arrived. It's I mean. He, He's a senior. He knows better than that. He can't be doing that. He's, you know... Nyquan is basically one of the... If you look at Florida State's culture and what it is, Nyquan is basically a product of that. He's a talented football player. But when it's not going well, it's really not going well for him. And he kind of breaks down and... And, and struggles. I mean, that that punch being thrown almost cost Florida State points. It was in the it was in the third quarter. Florida State was trying to get on the board. They were already down forty five to nothing. 
It, they were trying to get on the board, trying to get something. They were inside, you know, inside the 10. Would have been a chip shot field goal, and he gets penalized for throwing a punch, gets ejected, and 15 yards later, you know, Ricky Aguayo had to uh, had to make that field goal, but he, he ended up making the field goal, and it ended up, you know, not really mattering in the long run, except for the fact that Nyquan was ejected. Um, this isn't a targeting ejection, so he won't miss the ne- uh, first half of the NC State game, but, I mean... It just that you know that kind of thing <laughs> basically that sums up the game Florida State was down 45 to nothing and Nyquan Murray was throwing a punch that's how well things went um you know now he wasn't the only player that was ejected for Florida State Florida State's as uh, a quandary white was ejected for throwing a punch while coming off the sideline uh, he wasn't even involved in the play and he got ejected um there, he may have been the retaliatory guy in that, but he was still ejected for throwing a punch, and uh, he was escorted off the field by two police officers. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's basically the way Florida State's game against Clemson went. That, that nothing went right, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, the only thing that went right, I mean, came late in the game with uh, James Blackman at quarterback. Blackman uh, made a guy miss in the in the uh, in the pocket, rolled out. Found Keyshawn Helton, who took it, uh, who took it 73 yards for for his first career touchdown. He ended up with three receptions for 100 yards, but yeah, he had the 73 yard reception, and there were you could tell that some guys were still playing hard from the first moment to the last moment. Keyshawn Helton was one of those guys. Tamorian Terry was also one of those guys on Helton's uh, touchdown catch. He was downfield blocking Treshawn Harrison. A guy, you know, a true freshman was was downfield blocking, trying to do everything they can to get Helton into the end zone. You know, the, Willie Taggart said after the game that some of the players quit, that that he's going to find out which guys quit and they won't play anymore. That's uh, they're they're going to have to earn their positions back on the field, and we'll have to wait and see who those guys are. I have. Uh, I have a couple thoughts on that. We'll get into that in the third segment. But we know that Tamori and Terry, Keyshawn Helton, and uh, Treshawn Harrison are definitely not those guys. Um, but that'll do it for this first segment. We'll get into, we'll continue this conversation here in just a second. We'll get into more of that. But before we do, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to, and you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, that's locked on, no spaces, all capitalized, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, so make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this second segment. We're going to continue and talk about some of the players quitting. Um, Florida State had most of its starters in in the fourth quarter. Brian Burns and Marvin Wilson, especially on the defensive line, were playing their tail off all game long. Uh, Wilson and Burns were the two best players on Florida State's defense. They did a good job. They fought. They played hard until the end. Dontavious Jackson was injured with a rib injury. Uh, 
but he's a guy that didn't quit no matter what. He played hard. Asante Samuel Jr., true freshman, played hard. You know, Derek uh, DeKalen Brooks played hard. I feel like the defensive line mostly played hard. One guy that, you know, we'll get, I'm going to get into that in the third segment. Some of the guys that I don't think played hard that I think Willie Taggart's going to have to take a long look at. I'm going to get into that in the third segment. Um, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over to talk about the defense and what went wrong. Basically, Florida State has a big problem in the secondary right now. Levante Taylor and Kyle Myers are not playing well. A.J. Litton is is playing okay, but he's still a true freshman. He's still got a, he's still learning how to play at the college level. That leaves Asante Samuel Jr., who's playing hard but still making freshman mistakes. I mean, he made the mistake on the on the field goal where he uh, he ran through the kicker's leg, and that gave uh, Clemson a first down and set them up for their first touchdown. But the Florida State safeties outside of Stanford Samuels is or were just awful. I mean, awful against Clemson. Um, and the worst part is they were being asked to do things that they can't do. That they just can't do. I mean, T. Higgins is one of the most talented wide receivers in the ACC, one of the most talented wide receivers in the country. He was the number one overall wide receiver two years ago coming out of high school, and he was matched up one-on-one against A.J. Westbrook and Hampson Nasruddin. Both of those plays on the goal line resulted in touchdowns. That shouldn't happen. That can't happen. I mean, I understand that those guys are bigger than the corners you want to put out there because Higgins is 6'4", 6'5", but man, like none of neither of those guys had the ball skills needed to go up and compete with him for a ball. Like both of those guys weren't even close to being able to break up that pass. I mean, it was just pitch and catch, really easy. And it's just... There was so much wrong. Uh, Florida State did a great job of stopping the run. Travis Etienne had three touchdowns in each of the last three games. He had 45 yards on 10 carries. Clemson averaged 3.6 yards per carry. They came into the game averaging something like seven yards a carry. It was ridiculous. Um, but Etienne only had uh, only had 45 yards, and you know it, it wasn't it wasn't a great performance out of any any of Clemson's running backs and Florida State's defense did what it usually does and and stops the run, which is basically the only positive Florida State had in the entire game. Uh, They couldn't stop Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the truth. He's really good. He's going to be really good for the next two years before he jumps off to the NFL. Um, But, I mean, he was just picking the defense apart. There were wide receivers running wide open. He missed a few early on. Florida State didn't, you know, had their chances in the first in the first quarter. Um, you know, the defense was playing well. They were shutting him down. Florida State just couldn't move the ball on offense. And when they did move the ball, they'd make stupid mistakes and end up in second and forty-three. Yeah, that happened. Um, but the defense overall, I mean, the run defense played well. The they couldn't stop anything. In the passing game, I mean, the, Clemson passed for 404 yards and five touchdowns. What are you, what are you gonna do? I mean, the 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 corners weren't great. Asante Samuel's probably Florida State's best corner in the game, and even he made some mistakes. It's just uh, the safeties weren't very good. Hampson Nasruddin was was ejected for targeting. It was a borderline targeting call. Not, I mean. It is what it is. Targeting is targeting, and it's going to be adjusted every week based on you know different 
things that I have no idea about because I don't really know what targeting is at this point. I do. Yeah, I think that it could be considered targeting, but hey, what what are you gonna do? It was called targeting. He was ejected, and that forced you know Cyrus Fagan and um, AJ Westbrook into the game more. Stanford Samuels is dealing with a minor foot injury, so he didn't play as much as he probably needed to, especially, well, I mean, once Florida State went down, he didn't really play very much. But it was, uh, I mean, it was just an overall disaster. That's that's the best way to describe it. It was an overall disaster for Florida State in, uh, in the game. They didn't really do anything right other than stop the run. Special teams was especially horrendous. Uh, Florida State's kickoff returns was uh, <laughs> was really bad. I mean, really bad. Um, you know, Florida State averaged 15 yards per return. That that would be in the bottom half of college football, if not like in the bottom third of college football. You're averaging 15 yards per return. And then punt returns, DJ Matthew had two returns for negative six yards. He muffed a punt. Florida State's uh, had multiple multiple penalties. Logan Tyler was about the only thing on special teams that went well. He had 12 punts. He tied a, a game, like a, a single game high in Florida State program history forty-one with 12 punts. He had the most punts punting yardage in Florida State history in a single game with 499 yards. I mean, the... This is just a complete and utter disaster for Florida State. Uh, it, it was the most points Florida State had ever given up at home. It was the largest home uh, home loss in the history of the program. And it was the second largest loss in the history, or it was tied for the largest loss in the history of the program in, uh, with the 49 to nothing loss to Florida in 1973. It was horrendous. I, there's no other way to describe it. Florida State's gonna have to find a way to 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 fix these issues. They're gonna have to identify the players that want to get out there and play. They're gonna have to get. They're gonna have to identify what's. I mean, they're gonna have to make changes to the way they're playing the game. There were multiple uh, penalties on the offensive side of the ball where Florida State didn't line up properly. That's camp stuff that that shouldn't be an issue still. And it's been an issue throughout the season. Florida State is still not lining up properly. The offensive line had multiple false false starts, but hey, you're going up against Clemson's defensive line. I don't fault you for trying to get that extra step and get out of your stance. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, it is what it is at the, at this point. But there's just, I mean, there was so much wrong with this game. It doesn't even. I don't know. I don't know how how Florida State's able to really come back from this. Like it, it's going to be interesting to see how Florida State responds against North Carolina State on Saturday when Florida State has to go on the road up to Raleigh. You know the place where Florida State teams go to die. Really, um, they're four and four in the last eight games up there. So I mean, and, and really every single one of those games is close. Like Florida State doesn't really go up there and and win um, by a significant amount, or you know doesn't trail at some point in those games. I think the last you know, 2012 was the last time NC State won up there, but Florida State trailed in the final minutes in 2016 when DeAndre Francois hit Nyquan Murray, and then in 2014 Florida State was down big and uh, and then came back to win. So. It's uh, Florida State's going to need uh, need to put this one behind him. I'm not sure how that happens, and Willie Taggart's got a lot of work to do before Saturday. Uh, that'll do it for this segment. We'll be 
Coming back, we'll talk about the players that I think quit on this team and the players that I think didn't quit on this team. And we'll talk a little bit more about what uh, what changes Florida State needs to make before they take on the Wolfpack. Before we get into that, are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels you don't uh, you don't watch when you just want to see Florida State win or maybe lose, depending on you know which season it is? Yikes. Uh, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network. The ACC Network will probably be added when it comes out next year and many, many more channels. You know, there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love only better. So if you want to sign up for Sling TV and get your seven-day free trial, go to sling.com forward slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com forward slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Don't miss the next big game because you're still fighting with cable. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this final segment. Whew. Players that quit. I'm going to jump right into it. Levanta Taylor. You can see it. You can see it. Uh, he was he was injured earlier in the game, but he got beat on Amari Rogers' second touchdown. And he just gives up. He doesn't even try to chase him down. He just runs off to the side as Amari Rogers is streaking into the end zone. He, I mean... There's, I mean, that, that he he did. He quit. He quit on that play. Um, you know, Nyquan throwing the punch. That's, I mean, he 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 quit on the team by making a bad decision. Quandre White too. You know the. Uh, the you can see it. That the player, like the players, did quit. Like there were there were multiple players that did quit. We were talking with Brian Burns after the game, and he talked about guys that you know upperclassmen that have four games left in their careers at Florida State, and how disappointing it was for them to quit. You know, after the game, you know, there, there was there was a lot of soul searching in that Florida State locker room from the people that I've talked to. There was a lot of soul searching. There were a lot of uh, players getting after each other. There was no friends in that locker room after the game as as the team is trying to figure out its identity and trying to get away from the, you know, the toxic culture where Florida State's teams just give up when things go badly. When adversity hits, Florida State just packs it in. That's been the case for the past two seasons now, and it's, it's really not gotten any better. It was... Uh, Florida State played extremely well on defense in the first quarter. The offense didn't play well, but you know once once Clemson scored the touchdown, two touchdowns, they packed it in. It was over. Like, at that point, the game was over. Florida State packed it in, and Clemson went on to score you know, what six touchdowns more, whatever it is. I'm I'm bad at math right now. I'm not you know, it's. Levante Taylor was was the uh, the primary culprit of that. It was very disappointing to uh, to see him do that. I didn't, you know, I, I thought Adonis Thomas may have quit a little bit as well. I I mean, what are you gonna? I mean, what are you, what are you gonna do? I would say that the offensive line didn't quit. They were playing hard. They played the entire game. Um, you know. It's it's tough to identify, and and Florida State's going to have to 
Willie Taggart's got a tough task. I mean, he needs he needs to figure out after watch you know go through and watch the film. I need to watch the film again. I haven't got a chance to watch the game to game yet again. Um, just because I was out uh, talking with recruits today and and seeing who came back to campus, I'm gonna get into that in just a second. Um, what they had to say because I talked to Florida State quarterback commit Sam Howell and five star Florida State cornerback commit Akeem Dent. Um, get into that in a minute, but. You know, Willie Taggart has a uh, has a huge task in front of him, and he's got to do it within the next five days. Because if Florida State goes up and gets slaughtered by NC State this season's, I mean, it's over. You know, Florida State still needs to find two wins to get to a bowl game. If they go up there and they, you know, sell out and and play well against NC State, they don't even have to win, but they just have to bounce back and not quit. Uh, then there's still a chance to go to a bowl game. If they go up there, get down by a couple scores, and just pack it in again, the season's over. It's it's done. This team is done, and it'll it'll be uh you know it'll be on to recruiting time. And Florida State's Willie Taggart's gonna have a have a tough time with that. You know, with the way the season's gone. But uh, real quick, gonna talk about five stars Cardell Thomas offensive guard five star Evan Neal offensive tackle five star running back Trey Sanders five star athlete Forrest Crouch five star cornerback Akeem Dent we're all on campus again today we didn't get to talk to uh, any of those the previous four talked to Akeem Dent who uh, who said that his his commitment to Florida State was very firm he you know he he watched the game and he saw that he he could be a guy that comes in and plays immediately for Florida State and that really appeals to him um, he thinks that you know the recruits that watch that game under like see the see the opportunity for for them to come in and play immediately, especially at the positions like offensive line, uh, corner, quarterback, wide receiver. I mean, there's there's plenty of opportunity for a young talented player to come in and get on the field immediately in 2019. And Dent was a real big fan of that. He said that he. Uh, yeah, he, he's firm in his commitment, and there's there's really nothing to worry about. He's I mean he's he doesn't have any visits planned at this point. It's unclear if he's going to early enroll. He's still he's still trying to figure that out if he's going to early enroll or not. Um, but he will take an official to Florida State at some point between now and February. Uh, Sam Howell also said that he is very firm in his commitment. He does not plan to take any other visits at this time. He's going to take an official visit to. Uh, Florida State. Sorry, I, uh, he's not planning to take uh, visits elsewhere at this time. He's planning an official visit to Florida State for the UF game when Auburn wide receiver George, uh, commit George Pickens is uh, is planning to get to Tallahassee for his official visit. Pickens was also on campus on Friday and spent a lot of time with Howell. They have a really good relationship. But he was saying that you know he he knew going in that this. This season wasn't going to be great. They, he knew that they had offensive line issues. He made it very clear when talking about it that Florida State has to work on the offensive line. They had a lot of offensive line, uh, talented offensive line players on campus. Um, and the need for those guys to come in and play immediately is obvious. And Florida State is definitely pitching that after the game. Willie Taggart uh, told, you know, told the recruits that to to open their eyes. Look, there's playing time available. You can come in and you can play immediately. We need help and that basically Florida State can uh can offer immediate playing time to a lot of talented players strictly because they just don't have it at this point. So, 
it wasn't a, the disaster that a lot of people said it would be with all the recruits in town. It was, I mean, it's obviously not great. You never want to get blown out by 49 points in front of five five stars and 50 top overall recruits. Um, but it wasn't the disaster that a lot of people thought it was on Twitter that I saw yesterday. But that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. If you enjoyed it, I hope you'll take and uh, and go to your favorite pop- podcast website and whatever you use to download and like, favorite, share, whatever you got to do to let you know when the next one comes out. And if you really enjoyed it, make sure to share it with some of your friends that are Florida State fans. We could always, I could always use the extra support. I really appreciate it, guys. But that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I'm Wayne McGahee. Have a wonderful day.